0: We are here. We are ready to go. Thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio. Hey, let me ask you: What's the most important thing you've ever done? What do you think that is? Let me help you. I think one of the most important things that we can do in our Christian life, if not the most important thing, is to let Jesus touch your heart. see your heart and your soul? That's the real you. Your body, that's for mobilization. But the real you is your heart and your soul. And just as things, you know, change for people when Jesus touched their bodies, things can really change when you let Jesus touch your heart. You know, for, for those of us that knew, that know the experience of being touched by God, oh, we see the change. You know, when your heart is changed, your outlook is changed, your value system is changed, priorities are changed, your hope is on the increase, that's good, oh yeah, like a lot of hope, Good to have hope. You know what Solomon said, hope, delayed, sick heart. That's no good. You don't want to go through life with a sick heart. So I wonder if there are some people today, even some that might be listening right now, you're afraid to let Jesus get that close. I'm not going to let him get too close. Jesus, you can touch me anywhere, but don't touch me there. I hurt too much in that spot. I still have pain. I'm too sensitive. I don't want to remember. Well, if that is you, that is exactly the place that you want Jesus to touch you. That's exactly the place. Today's question, have you let Jesus touch you so you can see? I mean, so you can really see. Now, we're currently looking at people that Jesus touched during His three-year ministry on the earth. And when He did, you know what? Their lives were changed. Oh, yeah. We noted that He touched a leper, someone that no one else would touch. That leper's life was changed. He touched those who were fearful, and the fear left them. That's what happens. Good things happen when you let the Lord touch you. Today... He will touch the ones who were blind. And we find them in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 29. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. I'm like, when wasn't there a large crowd following Jesus? There's always a large crowd following Jesus. Why do you think so many people followed him? Perhaps for some of the same reasons they do today, right? Right? Why do people follow Him today? Oh, some, oh, they want to see a miracle. Others, they want to get something for themselves. Others, they just want to know Him. That's all. Ask yourself, which one am I? Which, which, Am I somebody that follows the Lord because I want to see a miracle? Do I follow the Lord to get something for me? Do I follow the Lord just to get to know Him? You can call this message today the story of two men who found their way to a miracle. And I would subtitle it When You Let God Touch You, Things Change. Verse 30. So Jesus is on the road, right? Two blind men sitting by the road. Now why were they sitting by the road? Well, it was a busy road and a lot of people went up and down that road so they could collect alms because they couldn't work. Not arms, A-R-M-S. They weren't collecting arms. They were collecting arms, A-L-M-S, money. They couldn't work. Even today, for those spiritually blind, you can hear, though spiritually you can't see. You can hear the gospel message. And you know what? If you receive it, then you will see. Oh yes, you will. You'll see. So we got these two men hearing... That Jesus was passing by they couldn't see him but they heard him you know what? they cried out Lord oh have mercy on us son of David these two men two men that waited but even though they waited they waited in hope how do I know that how do I know that these two men blind men sitting on the road were waiting in hope here's why Because when the opportunity came, they seized it. Oh, yes, they did. When they heard about Jesus, they believed. And what they believed gave them hope. And when the reality came, they jumped at it. Oh, they certainly did. See, there are many things which we have to do at the moment, or they'll never get done. Do you know that? There are decisions that if they're not made at the moment, they'll never be made. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17 that Paul was giving a discourse on Jesus Christ, on who he was and what he came to do, that he was a creator as well. And when he got to the important part where he said, Now, in verse 32, we're in Acts 17, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some began to sneer. But others said, Oh, we shall hear you again concerning this. And you know what? (laughs) We don't know if they ever did. We don't know if they ever came back or if they ever had the opportunity to hear again about the resurrection of Christ. We don't know. If you're listening to this message right now and you are yet unconverted to Christ, you may never be if you don't respond today. Because there are some things that if they are not done at the moment, They'll never be done. Did you ever intend to send that thank you card, but you never did? Make that phone call, but you never did? Do that visit, but you never did? See, there are things that if we don't do them right when we should, it's like we never get around to it. And that happens with salvation, oh yeah, with many, many people. But not these two guys. Oh, no. These guys, they saw the opportunity, and they jumped on it, and they cried out, Have mercy on us. Now, they knew that they were deserving of nothing. They were—they des- knew it. They- that's why they cried out for mercy. It wasn't like, You know, Lord, you made us this way. You owe us. No. Sure, they were blind physically, yes. But were they blind spiritually? No. No, they weren't. They call Jesus son of David. They acknowledge that he was an heir of David and he was the coming king who would establish his throne one day. Verse 31 depicts the principle and here's the principle. You might have heard this before. Every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. <laughs> here's what happened in verse 31. The crowd sternly told these guys, Be quiet! Shut up! But they cried out all the more, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. (laughs) Adam Clark, I I tell you, I like to read him. He lived in the early 1800s. And here's what he said. He said, Whenever a soul begins to cry after Jesus for light and salvation, the world and the devil... Oh they join together to drown out its cries or force it to be silent right here's two guys man they're trying to get a touch from Jesus and everybody else is trying to drown them out there's always opposition well i don't know i don't know about always but there's oftentimes opposition when somebody wants to come to Christ just the way it is others may try to discourage But don't be discouraged. Because what does discourage mean? To have no courage. Don't let someone take away your courage to go to Christ. Don't let them. I don't care if it's people in the world or the devil himself. Don't let them take your courage away. Always have courage when approaching Jesus. Always. You know, he wants us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Why do people discourage others? Why do they do that? Why does someone say, you know what, I'm going to go after Jesus, and somebody comes along and says, oh, man, that's dumb. Why do you want to do that for? Probably because they have no courage. They don't have the courage to go after God, so they want to discourage other people from going after God. You know people like that? I think I do. I know some people, man, I witness to them, I'm like a broken record, and I just can't break through, just can't get through. And I think they have fear. What will it be like if I meet God or give my life to God? What's going to happen? What will it be like? And people are afraid. I really believe that. I think they're afraid. But you know, what does the Bible tell us? Come boldly to the throne of grace. Don't be afraid. So here's what's happening here, okay? you got these two blind guys sitting on the side of the road, busy road. Here comes Jesus. The crowd is following him. The guys cry out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd tries to shut them up, silence them. And the more the crowd tried to silence them, the more they cried out. <laughs> the more they cried out. You know, it's like a crying baby, right? Have you ever tried to stop a crying baby from crying? They just cry more and louder and louder and louder. Now, in those days, a rabbi would walk down the road teaching and his students would follow him. Okay? They'd follow him. Now, matter of fact, I want to give a plug for that series, The Chosen. Have you watched it yet? I'll tell you what. It's incredible. It really is. I watch it on my phone. It's an app and it's a series. We're in season two right now. And I just watch it on my phone with headphones. I feel like I'm right there. And you'll see many times Jesus is walking, and his disciples are following him. That's just the way it was in those days. But I encourage you, man, get it. Oh, it's free. Donate to it. It's really a wonderful production. All right, so we got these two blind men, and they're crying out to Jesus, right? Crowd's following Jesus down the street. And these two blind men, They were, you know why the crowd was trying to silence them? because they were interrupting oh here it comes the bible study they were interrupting the bible study jesus is walking and teaching and talking about the kingdom of god right oh behold the sower oh look at the birds of the air they don't toil they they you know they don't reap and they everybody's loving it and these guys are yelling out son of david help us the crowd says shut up they cry out even more. They didn't want their Bible study interrupted. So what does Jesus do? You know what he does? He stops. You know, when Jesus stopped, <laughs> I think everybody had, were just frozen at that point. Oh, what's he going to do? Some are probably thinking, oh, he's going to go shut those guys up they spoiling everything. We can't hear him. Others were probably thinking, I don't know, Jesus, he's pretty compassionate. He might go over, you know, and I don't know, well, maybe the crowd is like all mumbling, you know, what is, what's he going to do? And then in verse 32, yeah, Jesus stopped and he called back to them. He said, what do you want me to do for you? What is your desire? Oh, and they said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be open. That's all. We want to see. That's all. You know, they didn't want any money. They didn't want a big house. They just want to see. Right? You guys sing that song, Open My Eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Reach out and touch Him. Show that I love Him. We just want to see. Lord, we just want to see, and we want to see You tell you what if more people have that desire they want to see Jesus the world would be a better place I mean these guys they were very limited they just want their sight restored think about what would improve if people were touched by Jesus you know what would improve society corporations marriages yeah even churches Good old God. And sadly, we have a lot of cold-hearted people in churches. That's no good. Needed to touched by the Lord. Remember, they knew him as the son of David, but not yet as the Messiah. But it shows it only takes a little faith to approach Jesus. So in verse 34, interrupting the Bible study, it says Jesus was moved with compassion, and he touched their eyes. He touched them. You know, he didn't have to, but he did. He didn't have to touch the leper, but he did. He didn't have to touch the disciples at the Mount of Transfiguration when they were afraid, but he did. He didn't have to touch Jairus' daughter when he raised her from the dead, but he did. Sometimes the Lord gets really, really personal. He can heal from a distance, and he can come up close and get real personal. So Jesus touched them, and you know what happened? Immediately, wow, immediately, they regained their sight, and they followed him. Now, there was another time Jesus healed somebody that couldn't see, and his healing was progressive. Jesus said, what do you see? He said, well, I see men, but they look like trees. I saw these tall figures, but I can't really make them out. And then, boom, it progressed and he could see. But with these guys, it was like instantaneous. Instantaneous. And maybe it was that personal Another time, Jesus made mud with his spit and put it on somebody's eye. Oh, the point is, he he does things different ways, but he always, oh, I like this pot. It's coming to me fresh. He does things different ways, but the result is always good. Whether it's from a distance, whether he makes mud with his spit, or maybe he just personally touches somebody, the result is always good good it's good when Jesus touches you you're always changed for the better see that's the key when you go to church right when you go to church don't go to be entertained go to be touched by God go with an open heart go with an expectancy God man I want you to touch me today touch me today because there's something in me that needs a healing there's something in me that's broken that's hurting and I know that only your touch can fix it so we have to go to church with an expectation that God is going to do something in our heart and you'll get more out of that service than any other time it all depends with us like these guys I believe they had an expectation Oh, yeah, we know Jesus, Son of David. He'll help us. And boy, did he help them. So we look at this scene, and what can we learn from this exchange? It's always good to, you know, we want to read the Scriptures and say, okay, now, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this? And we always want to get something out of the Scriptures that we read. So let me give you a few. Number one, those who will not be kept from Christ find him. Don't let people or don't let anything keep you from Christ. And you know what? You'll find him. Don't let another person, don't let fear, don't let insecurity, don't let a sense of unworthiness keep you from Christ. No. No. Seek and you will find. Right? So have courage, not discourage don't be kept from christ and you will find him number two no request is too great or too small to bring to jesus right it's not too great or too small now this is a big one lord we want to see oh we want to see we don't want to sit here and beg anymore We want to see. And, you know, I wish more people would have that prayer. God, I want to see. But spiritually, I want to see. I'm tired of being discouraged and anxious and frustrated and without hope. I'm tired of feeling lonely. I'm tired of feeling like I have nothing to offer. I have no value. I want to see. I want to see through your eyes. I want to see the fact that, hey, I am made in the image of God. I want to see that, and I want to rejoice in that. And I want to live in who you've made me to be. I want to see. Oh, boy, we want to see, don't we? More people should want to see. Not just get educated, but want to see. And then thirdly, they were grateful, and they began to follow him yeah see that once they got their sight back they followed him verse 34 moved with compassion Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and followed him how do I know when I've really been touched by the Lord because I want to follow him in my heart oh yeah I want to follow I want to be where he goes. I want to be with him. I want to do what he does. I want to learn of him. I don't want to distance myself. I don't want to say, oh, Lord, thank you. I think I'll go back now and just go live in the world. No. These guys appreciated what Jesus had given them, and they said, man, we're going to stay with him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're sticking with this guy. Oh, yeah, he can, he, can, he can do miracles. He changed my life. Why would I go away? Think about it. If he changed your life, why would you go away? Why would you leave the very one that gave you a brand new life? Why would you do that? These guys didn't. So let me ask you today. Do you need a touch from Jesus? Where do you need him? In your innermost being to touch you. Is it an attitude? You got a bad attitude towards something or someone? Maybe yourself. Is it a worrisome spirit? You worry a lot. Is it self-absorption? Are you absorbed with yourself? Do you have do you have a, a feeling of um, like superiority? or even inferiority, neither one of them are any good. You know that there's something inside that's not working properly. So you know what you do? Open yourself up to Him and let Him touch you. And you'll never be the same. Don't be afraid to say, No, Lord, don't touch me there. You can touch me anywhere, but not there. Oh, no. It hurts too much. I don't want to face it. It's too much pain. No, you see, these men let Jesus touch them where they needed it the most in their eyesight. And we have to let the Lord touch us where we need it the most. Whatever it is that part of our innermost being a being that's ailing, that's hurting. That's painful. You know some people, maybe some of you have been wearing that pain for years, years and years and years. Maybe it's a pain that comes from bitterness or unforgiveness or regret, or neglect. and you've been it's been riding you. That's the place you need to be touched by God. That's the place to say, Lord. Have mercy on me. I want to see. I want to really see the truth. The truth about you. The truth about life. Oh, and the truth about me. About self. Can't be afraid. Come boldly to to the throne of grace. What kind of throne is it? Graceful. Oh, There's grace there. Yes, like the father received the prodigal son. God the father receives each and every one of us with all of our baggage, with all of our aches and all of our pains and all of our hurts and all of our regrets. Oh, he receives us. And when, he, when, when we come back, like that, remember the, the father of the prodigal? Let's have a party. Oh, my son was lost, now he's found. He was dead. Now he's alive. Let's celebrate. And don't the angels in heaven rejoice every time we come back to God? That thing that's in your innermost being that could be keeping you from God, from a personal walk with God, that's the very thing that you need to say, God, I'm going to open myself up and let you touch me right there. Like I said, you'll never be the same again. And isn't that good news? (laughs) I don't know about you, but man, I don't want to be what I was. I don't want to keep being the same. I want God to keep changing me, working in me, doing what he needs to do. I want to be delivered from me so I can become more like him. Isn't that good news? Oh, yeah. That is good news. God wants to do that for us. Have you subscribed to our YouTube channel yet? Come on now. we get a lot of good stuff going on over there. You can get our Sunday services. You can get our radio messages on video. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click on the media button. Click on New Hope Radio. Click the icon. Hit subscribe. You're there. And when we go live, you'll get a notification and you can get on board. All right. Thank you for coming along today. And hey, let Jesus touch you in a way maybe you never did before. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.